The views expressed on this episode of My Take Radio do not reflect the views, thoughts, or feelings of the My Take Radio staff, My Take Radio advertisers, or My Take Radio content partners. Listener and viewer discretion is advised. This coverage is live and uncensored, so if you have any small children present, you may want to have them leave the room. What's up, guys? My Take Radio, episode 256, presented by Rageworks, for Thursday, November 20th, 2014. I'm your host, Rich, and our call the number is 347-324-3541. Again, our call the number 347-324-3541. If this is your first time tuning into My Take Radio, My Take Radio is a variety show covering mixed martial arts, professional wrestling, gaming, and entertainment. On Wednesday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern, we cover MMA and wrestling. And on Thursday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 Pacific, we cover gaming and entertainment. As always, uh, this, sure does, this show does have mature language, so listener and viewer discretion is advised. All right, so we're back in the saddle for another day of MTR goodness for you guys. Uh, just a quick reminder and a couple of things to get out of the way for those that didn't tune in yesterday. Uh, My Take Radio's broadcast schedule for the month of November is as follows. Uh, Next week, there will only be a show on Wednesday. Due to the Thanksgiving holiday, uh, there will be no show Thursday. Now, we're still trying to determine if Wednesday night is going to be a full show with all four topics or if we're only going to do MMA and wrestling. We'll see what happens. Maybe I'll uh, approach you guys on it on our Facebook fan page or via Twitter, and we'll figure it out from there. As for the month of December to close out 2014, the last live episodes of My Take Radio will broadcast on Wednesday, December 17th and Thursday, December 18th. So with that in mind, those will be the last two shows of 2014. Obviously, the week after is Christmas and the week after that is New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So there will not be live episodes. So those two days, the December 17th and 18th, will be the final shows of 2014. Um, As many of you know, last night we broadcasted our MMA and wrestling show, and Quark and Blade joined us. They're also going to be releasing a brand-new installment of The Buried Show, so be on the lookout for that this weekend. As many of you know, if you've gone to RageWorks.net, you've seen Slick's review of GTA 5, as well as brand-new content from Jay Santee and our holiday gift guide. So, If you're on the fence about what to pick up this holiday season, either for yourself or any of your family members, definitely check it out. We got a lot of great gaming recommendations in there, not only console-wise, but but we're also recommending accessories and games as well. 
We will be releasing holiday guides for movies, MMA and wrestling, and comics and collectibles as well. In addition to that, I will be sharing a couple of things with our colleagues at our at Royal Flush Magazine, and they will also be adding some of my recommendations to their holiday guide. As a matter of fact, Danny from Royal Flush will probably be calling in tonight to talk about a couple of things as well. Uh, the other thing I did want to address is we're probably going to try and do a couple of contests before the year is out. There's a couple of things uh, hiding here in the MTRHQ that we want to definitely give away before the year is out. So be on the lookout for that as well. So what do we got on deck for tonight? We got a ton of gaming news. Uh, Slick will probably be joining us to share his thoughts on the current GTA 5 controversy which, of course, should not surprise any of us. Uh, Danny will be joining us as well. She actually got to check out the latest uh, Hunger Games film, so she's going to share a little bit of insight with regards to that for our entertainment segment. And, of course, she may also chime in on the gaming side of things as well. We got a lot of entertainment news, a lot of Marvel stuff I want to get into, and um, we even got some what-the-fuck movie news, some really crazy sequels that got announced, including... A sequel to The Running Man. I'll just put that teaser out there. Yes, there is a uh, the possibility of a Running Man sequel with Arnold Schwarzenegger. So we are going to dig into that. In addition, I also want to discuss with um, Slick and with Danny, if she calls in for our gaming segment, just the evolution of consoles from one year to the next. A lot of people are reflecting on the one-year releases for both Uh, Xbox One and PlayStation 4, and I think that's something that definitely needs to be discussed in detail just because uh, a lot has changed in a year. Um, Microsoft definitely is slowly climbing out of the doldrums, so to speak, and really doing some solid things with their console. Meanwhile, Sony continues to just run roughshod over everyone, but we cannot forget Nintendo chugging along and with their assortment of releases from now through 2015 uh nintendo's definitely making their presence felt but i do want to talk about the official next gen consoles now one year later so we are going to get into that i do want to share a a monologue and the reason i'm sharing this monologue with you guys is because of a conversation i had today uh with one of the guys that works downstairs in my building and it was based on race of all things and The funny thing was that we were talking about race and how uh, different ethnic backgrounds view not only gaming, but also entertainment. And of course, the first thing that came up was, you know, minorities and Madden, um, you know, and sport correction, minorities and sports games and the great lengths that they go to to pretty much buy the same games over and over again. And, you know, especially Madden. And the funny thing about it is that, you know, we, we got into it a little deep and I've come I've come to a to a realization that even though we all try to escape the, you know, the monikers and the labels with regards to whether we're, uh, you know, based on gender or ethnicity. The fact is that there's just some things that we perpetuate on our own with regards to stereotypes. I mean, this is something we uh, Slick and I have joked about, you know, whether it's, you know, Slick's love of fried chicken or, you know, my necessity to speak Spanish to anybody 
that is Hispanic in a setting outside of the office, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you gravitate towards things that make you feel comfortable. And the funny thing is that I've realized that when it comes to gaming and entertainment, a lot of the stuff is very, very subjective. Uh, one, one great example is how minorities view comedy or, or correction, how different ethnic backgrounds view comedy. And this is both gender-based humor, race, racial humor. Um, depending on what ethnic background you are, certain, certain things are comedic for you. Uh, a great example is um, Daily News earlier this week. A couple of teachers were arrested for having sex with students. And, of course, everybody talks about it being rape and blah, 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 and how, you know, it's a crime and these kids are scarred for life. And then some of us were like, yo, why, why couldn't that happen to us when we were younger? And the funny thing is that I've realized that the, the comments, of course, degrade into, into racial mudslinging and, you know, only, only minorities would think that it's cool to have sex with their teacher and blah, blah, blah. And the funny thing is that in looking at that, I realized that even when we try our hardest to not fall into the quote unquote racial or label trap, we do it either way. I mean, Slick just wrote in the chat room, Slick, eat all the chicken. And, um, you know, the fact is that we, we're always going to do what we feel is within our comfort zone. And even if that is falling into certain racial stereotypes or just falling into certain tropes, it's always going to happen. The only thing I can say with regards to that is that if you're aware of that and you acknowledge it openly, it doesn't feel as awkward or as strange. And the reason I say this is because, you know, it's it's one of those things like we had an incident here in New York City where uh, a gentleman was on the train. And you guys have seen this video on YouTube with the guy in the eight ball jacket slapping the chick. And um, people were like, oh, you know, of course, it's going to be African-Americans doing that. Blah, blah, blah. It's going to be the blacks. That's the first thing. But the funny thing was that when you watch that video closely, you see that everybody is just entranced at what's going on. Hell, the guy that was that was filming it, what you know, he he jumped into the camera and yelled "World Star," but he looked Hispanic. And this is what I'm saying: like, even as much as we try to not be part of the problem, we are in some in some crazy way. It's like the, like the Madden thing, like going back to the Madden thing. People are like, "Oh yeah, you know." Madden is always going to be bought by by the blacks. That's the first thing that somebody said. You know, Madden's always bought by the blacks. They're, they're the ones that jump on it right away. And the fact is that it's not so much that, but it's the fact that, you know, people, that's what they're comfortable with. You know, African-Americans, minorities, we're comfortable playing the games that are that are close to us for whatever reason. Look, I, I you know, I'm Puerto Rican. I should be playing baseball games. I should be watching channel 47 i should be watching channel 41 you know spanish spanish language television i should be playing handball because that's the kind of stuff that those are the stereotypes we fall into i should be playing dominoes and let me let me be honest baseball i can barely keep my baseball will barely keep my attention for longer than an inning or two slick can vouch for this because we've gone to a couple of baseball games and he knows that by the fifth or sixth inning i'm like yo let's go get some food because I just, I don't give a shit. I don't play handball because I got zero fucking coordination for that shit. I've always enjoyed football, combat sports. Again, 
nothing that falls into the the quote unquote tropes of being you know Puerto Rican in New York City. I don't do it. I didn't play stickball. I didn't. I, you know, I don't. I didn't have aspirations of being the next Roberto Clemente. None of that shit. You know, I wanted to be. I wanted to be the next. You know, Barry Sanders, the next Emmett Smith. I wanted to. You know, that that that's the kind of stuff I aspired to be. I didn't. I didn't fall into those stereotypes. But it is what. It's something that people expect of you, which is which was weird. You know, and we 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 had this conversation for about forty five minutes, and at at the end of the day, I said, listen. We're always going to play and we're always going to gravitate to the shit we enjoy the most. Occasionally, it's based on ethnic background or emotional significance. And other times, it's just because we love to watch the shit or, or play that particular type of genre. It is what it is. But anyway, I wanted to share that with you guys because it really was, uh, you know, I, I get a one hour lunch break and we had our conversation ran about 45 minutes. And it was just so weird, you know, because uh, I didn't expect. Number one, I didn't know that the, that the guy was a gamer, and I actually had a gaming T-shirt. He's like, "Oh, you know, what'd you think of that game?" And I was like, "Oh shit, you know, I didn't know you played." And he's like, "Yeah, you know," and you know, we kind of dug into that for a little bit, and it was just surprising. Not because, again, I didn't expect this guy was a gamer because he was a little older than I was, um, totally different profession, just didn't look it, didn't acknowledge it, but he knew his shit, which was which was pretty damn cool. I do have to admit, but anyway. Let's get into this week's gaming news because there's a lot to discuss. And like I said, we're going to dig into certain things. And I do want to discuss the next gen consoles one year later. So let's get that ball rolling, shall we? I'm going to click over and bring Slick on because I do want to get the ball rolling with regards to some of that stuff. And I'm sure if Danny wants to chime in, she is welcome to call in. If any of you guys want to call in for any of our segments, as always, our phone number is 347-324-3541. Again, that call, that call in number is 347-324-3541. Slick, what's going on, buddy? What's up? Uh, not too much, man. You are coming off a very grueling 24 hours where you got out our, our brand new GTA five review, which you could read on rageworks.net. And I know you put in a lot of time into getting that review out, but as soon as that review went live, we knew that there was controversy afoot. And, um, rather than me uncork that, that, that bottle of controversy, by all means, Please, please enlighten our listeners with the current issue surrounding GTA Five on next-gen consoles. Okay, since um, since GTA uh, Five came out on, on PS4 and Xbox One, obviously Rockstar had to, you know, add extra shit to you know, make it tantalizing to buy again. So they added first-person mode, and they added. Tons and tons and tons of animation for first-person mode. Literally everything that you did in GTA Five in third-person on the old consoles, you can do on first-person. Excuse me, do in first-person on the new consoles. Okay, everything, including soliciting hookers. And the big gripe is that you know there's first-person sex in the game now and oh, it's so graphic, and blah, blah, and yada, yada. And at first, because 
you know, I don't think about these things. I wasn't one of those people that needed to see Lara Croft naked when Tomb Raider come out, came out. So, you know, if I want to see titties, I will go download some, some porn. And the bottom line is, there's much more graphic stuff on Grand Theft Auto. There's much more graphic stuff in gaming in general. I didn't realize at first that you could, you know, pick up a hooker in first person. And the first time I tried it, it didn't work because for those of you listening out there who are interested and want to see this, when you when you pick up the hooker, you have to already be in first person mode. Otherwise, once you start going at it, you can't switch to first person mode. Okay. So the first time I tried it, it didn't work. After I saw a video online, I realized what I did wrong. I tried it again. It worked. Now, as you know, if you've played Grand Theft Auto Five before, there are three options which have three price tags, and basically it's really only two options. It's, you know, blowjob, regular sex, butt sex. And if you choose $50, you get a blowjob. All you see is the back of this girl's head going up and down and listening to some, um, let's say, stuffed mouth comments that she makes. <laughs> You choose one of the other options, all you see is this girl fully clothed, bouncing up and down on you, and again, making comments. I mean, they pick, you know, girls with relatively attractive-sounding voices, so maybe that might get you a little bit excited. But that's about it. That's as graphic as it gets. Okay. And I'm thinking to myself, okay. and I had a discussion with somebody who's not a gamer about this, but, you know, as a parent, so... Grand Theft Auto V, when it originally came out, already was more graphic than that bullshit, which is really not that graphic, it's, it's, it's especially with where gaming is today. Right. Because if you, in case you remember, when it first came out, I made a lot of comments about people buying this for their children, and yep. I was saying, you know... I was seeing it, too. I, I was in, in... Yeah, in jest, I was saying... You know, I hope your kid enjoys watching that anal sex scene. That scene, which, again, shows no penetration, is more graphic than anything you're going to see in first-person mode when you pick up a hooker. Okay. A similar scene way back, going back to Grand Theft Auto Vice City, starring Jenna, Jenna Jameson, who voiced the character Candy Sucks. Right. Giving a blowjob. Again, really all you see is a girl's head going up and down, but... That was more graphic than that, because you saw the front of the girl's face, at least. Right. I and remember that. Basically, if you go in a strip club in Grand Theft Auto Five, Grand Theft Auto Four, or Grand Theft Auto Vice City, all of that is more graphic than what you see when a stripper gets, I mean, excuse me, when a hooker gets in your car in first-person mode in Grand Theft Auto Five, because in all those situations, you can see a girl topless. Right. Which, you know, depending upon how thirsty you are, may or may not get you excited. But it, it's really not that big a deal because that's only in story mode that, you know, you can see a girl topless. When you go online, Rockstar, you know, had the, the um, brilliant foresight to realize that regardless of the fact that no matter what version you play, the game is still rated mature. It is not for children. That's right. That asshole kids will be playing the game 
because their parents will buy it for them. So when you go online, it doesn't matter where you go, you will not see any nudity of any kind when you play online, whether it be male or female. Even if your your character is female, you you go to your safe house and take a shower. All you're gonna see is you know her from the neck up. You know what it is, and and uh, you know I'm I'm glad you really broke it down and you explained it. And and this is this is what happens. We are, ve- we've become very very reactionary. When 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 gaming violence when when correction when violence in gaming was reaching the apex where people were genuinely being offended and we're going back to the mortal combat fatality days and the you know the the in the, the creation of the game rating system the fact is that games movies music even tv shows have specific ratings that acknowledge the content that is going to be on screen or in your ears or whatever the case may be. Hell, I give you guys a disclaimer as soon as this show starts because you never know who's watching, who's listening, what type of an outlet you're reaching. But I also have to I have to throw it out there that people need to accept responsibility for this stuff. It's like the game is rated M. You don't want your 12-year-old kid playing it, then you as a parent should make sure to read oh, this game's rated M and you're not 17, or whatever the case may be. In addition to that, Grand Theft Auto, for as insane and over-the-top as it is, is an is a simulation of real life, criminal or otherwise. It is still real life. I mean, obviously, there's plenty of fantasy in there. You're not going to drive a car off a, off a bridge into a boat and the car explodes and, you know, obviously you can swim away with minimal damage. Obviously, in the real world, you're fucking dead. But besides that, the fact is that this is all very, very real stuff. You shoot people, they bleed out, they die. You stab somebody, they're dead. You open up your your virtual zipper and you pull out your dong. That's, it's a virtual dong, you know? It's like the, the fact that people get so bent out of shape about it is insane to me, especially... When you're considering that this is, again, there's a rating system in place. This is all commonplace stuff that's um, that's being addressed. I just feel that for me personally, um, you know, the, the way gaming has evolved, none of this stuff should be a shocker. It, that, that's, that's what gets me. It's like nobody should be shocked that an M-rated game should have a naked girl. Or an M-rated game is going to have some frontal nudity. Or an M-rated game is going to have over-the-top blood and guts. Because it is an M-rated game. It is the equivalent of the R-rated film. That's that's how I see it. The R-rated film, the M-rated game, they go hand-in-hand. Hand. And for the people that are getting bent out of shape about GTA, it's no different than watching any movie on HBO or any movie on Cinemax with a hard R rating. These are the facts. The, I think the worst part is that video game websites and and quote-unquote pundits automatically jump on board to play, you know, Captain Savaho, and they're like, you know, that's degrading to women and blah, blah, blah. If you live in New York City, prostitution is the norm. It happens. You go to Hunts Point in the Bronx, you drive down an area of Hunts Point after 11 o'clock, there are women walking the street butt-ass naked. 
whether it's topless, no underwear, whatever the case may be, it's prostitution. It is real life. These are the facts. People, I don't, I don't understand how people automatically jump into this this de- defense mechanism where any of this stuff is shocking. Because again, there's a rating system in play, and that is the nature of the beast. I personally don't understand it, but I'm gonna. I want to bring Danny on board um, just to get, uh, a, a, you know, just a, a female perspective. Because even and 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 again, this isn't even about gender at this point. But Danny may view it a lot different than I view it. Not from a, a oh my god, I'm offended, but from a you know this that a, just a different spin on things. And of course, our very own Slick will also add to that as well. Hey, Danny, what's up? Hey, nothing much. How's it going? Welcome to the party. We we got a GTA controversy on deck. Of course, everybody uh, playing, you know, like I said, playing Captain save Oh, my God. Nudity. All this crap. Like, like, like we haven't been here before. And, you know, I want I wanted to, to bring it all, kind of throw it in your court just because you also are, are part of the gaming community. Um, you know, if you, if, if you want to use the, the, the game journalist, uh, label, you are entitled to do so. Me personally, I'm just opinionated pundit, but either way, um, where do you, where do you stand on that? Because in, in your, in your case, you're see you know, we've seen, and, and we've talked about a, a, a litany of games that have been good, bad, or otherwise. And sure, GTA has its fair share of flaws, but Saints Row was just of, just as guilty back in the day of having a lot of that shit too. Well, even go back, even go back to Leisure, Leisure Suit Larry. Like, yep. That was pixelated and they got naked and did stuff too. Well, it was different back then to today. Well, I'm, I'm glad you bring up Leisure Suit Larry because that was, I think, one of the first games that me just being a, a degenerate kid wanted to play. <laughs> just because I knew, I knew what was involved. I knew what it entailed. And, that's what happens. I mean, I, obviously, I got found out, and you know, my mother's like, "What are you playing?" And yeah, and you know, that's how it went. But the fact is that the uh, there we have the rating system in place. We have the safeguards in place to ensure that none of this stuff should be quote unquote shocking. Am I wrong? Yeah, and even when you purchase a game at like Best Buy or GameStop, they ask for your ID. So. If anyone that is, like, not expecting to see this content and is like, oh, shit, I just saw it, like, I can't believe it, like, it's Grand Theft Auto. What else were you expecting? Well, and even and even still, going, taking it a step further, like I said, as a fellow New Yorker, we see crime and terrible shit on a consistent basis. GTA just amplifies that. Yeah, we're that. a little desensitized to it. Right, but... But on top of that, GTA just amplifies that a little bit, you know, to 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 an umpteenth degree, you know, to a, to a higher level. I just don't get where where people have this mock rage or just this mock annoyance that, oh, you know, it's Rockstar trying to get over and trying to get grab headlines. And it's like it might be Rockstar trying to grab headlines. But guess what? Rockstar's in the business to make money. You think you think that they're bothered because people are bent out of shape because there's there's you know first person sexual favors. On the contrary, every article that that's cranked out by every website from from the polygons and the Kotaku's to 
you know, the two-bit site that's built on Blogger or, or on Squarespace. It doesn't matter. The fact is that they've won and they've, they've played everybody. I don't know if they've played anybody. They knew the type of game that they were building. It's just the, they probably did not anticipate the audience's reaction. No, well, when I say they played everybody, it was in the sense that, you know, good press or bad press is still press. Yeah, and it's still getting more people now are going to be curious and yep. actually want to try it. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's, that's the, that's the million-dollar question. It's like you're going to put out the game um, roughly a week before the busiest shopping day of the year. Well, the busiest start to the holiday shopping season. And you don't think for one second that people aren't going to be curious, like, hey, let me check this shit out and see what's going on. It, 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 people, people just don't, they don't wake up and realize that this is all part of the game. It's all part of the plan. The rating system, you know, the mock outrage, it's all part of the plan because it's going to move more units. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't, you, you were telling me that you didn't pick it up anyway because that's not really a, a genre you mess with. Am I right? Yeah, um, I'm usually RPGs. Ah, you do the RPGs. You don't do the uh, the sandbox over-the-top violence. I mean, like I said, in Saints Row, you use the dildo as a weapon. So, again, a dildo yeah, as a people weapon. people were walking around with dildos cosplaying during packs, and nobody had a problem with that. I, I do not understand when people have problems with things at the wrong time, like, doesn't yep. make sense. Yep, you, have mock outrage. you have to be consistently outraged all the time. <laughs> if you see a dildo in real life, you should also be upset about it in the game, not vice versa. You know? either, either that or at least wield it like a lifesaver and use it that way. <laughs> but um, I want to, I got to, I got to uh, cue Slick back up. Slick, dildo lightsaber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All day. There you and go. You like over the head yeah, and and this is and this is the My thing. biggest thing, you know, just breaking it down to its very to the core know, simplest concept is when someone a parent you know buys GTA for an underage child. Just when you look at the box, forget any of the box art. The name of the game <laughs> is a felony. <laughs> Grand Theft yeah. Auto is a felony, <laughs> and you think that's oh, something what? that's appropriate for your child? You tell them, Slick. You tell them. What em. if they argue that they don't know English? <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should I do at that point. If they don't speak English, you should just when you come up to the register and you go, "Hey, can I see ID?" and they're just like. I'm gonna I'm gonna use somebody who only yeah. speaks Spanish, and they just go no ID, and it's just an older person. I'm just gonna point at them and go pum 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 pum, and just make gun effects until they figure it out or just run out. That's it. I'm just gonna point my finger at them and just be like pum 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 pum. But I want to buy game pum 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 pum. Just as just just to infuriate them because you know that they damn sure got no sense buying their twelve year old kid a game, and you see the kid. But mommy, it's okay. Gentlemen, he would really do this. Yep. But mommy, it's okay. 
Okay, here you go. No, no, no. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> That's it. Or you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna do like they did in Super Bad. I'm just gonna do. I'm just gonna draw a dick on the receipt. Just, 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 that's it. Just, just draw a dick on the receipt and just, and and say, you know, do not buy. Right, right on, right on the, right on it, right on the dick. Do not buy this game. That way, they could just be so offended that they leave. I'm, I'm sorry. It's come on, wake up. It's like, do we need to put it in 14 languages? There are boobs in this game, in Espanol, tetas en el juego. You know, in Chinese, whatever it is, boobs in this game in Chinese. Come on, man. You fucking break. I just I just wanted to I wanted Slick to bring it up because when Slick was writing the review, I messaged him and I said, "Slick, this is what's going on. Reference it in the review because people are going to want to know about it and it, it just needs to be addressed." And he did. He you know, he did what he had to do. And people still were bent out of shape about it. Am I wrong? Not one bit. There you go. So let's talk about another cash cow. Let's talk about Call of Duty because Activision, of course, went out of their way to to puff out their chest and say that Call of Duty Advanced Warfare had was the biggest entertainment launch of the year. Overall, the franchise has made $10 billion worldwide overall which is insane during the first week of release there were over 370 million online matches and over 200 million instances of players leveling up in advanced warfare's online multiplayer mode gets even better those who bought digital copies on the 360 or playstation 3 were able to upgrade their games to xbox one or playstation 4 for free now, the, the craziness about this is we are looking at a $10 billion franchise that basically reskins the same game every year. I hate to say it. Like, there's dogs, though. Yeah, there's dogs, dogs. Female soldiers. Oh, look, I got a grappling hook. What is this, Bionic Commando? Who gives a shit? $10 billion. That means that ten bill that there's a guy right now at Activision HQ swimming in a vault of money like Scrooge McDuck, laughing every year. Next year it's gonna be alien soldiers, and um, the bad guys are gonna have forearms, and the whole game is gonna take place on the moon for just no damn reason whatsoever. But people are going to think that it's revolutionary and ahead of its time because they are sheep. Am I wrong, Slick? Come on. To talk about this. This is retarded. But, but but Danny, you know what the best part is? Activision put out a complete press release. A complete press release. Like they sent it to Polygon. They sent it to all the big sites. Hey, look at us! Look at us! Highest selling digital launch in console history. Bloody body, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and the rest of them are not even going to bother looking up the facts to see if that really is true, and they just go with the press release. There you go. I, like, I, like, listen, 370 million online matches, that's, that's, that's pretty serious. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I'm not downplaying the success of the game because the game truly is successful, but I just hate when people try and add that it's revolutionary 
or game-changing. What, because I'm shooting a grappling hook and jumping off a building? Get out of here. It's Titanfall 2. There you go. I didn't want to call it that. Titanfall 2 Electric Boogaloo. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Nobody fact-checks this stuff. Uh, Dark Helmet said it. Danny's right. Nobody fact-checks. Oh, really? 370 million people? No, Great. they just go by press releases and think that that's okay. And because Polygon put it up there, Kotaku put it up there, it has to be accurate. Yep. I looked at it and I just said, here we go. And and the best part is that when Activision puts out these press releases, they're like, yeah, this is just as good as Avengers and, you know, the, the Hollywood blockbusters. We're competing on that same level. It's like... Yes, because it does cost me $60 to go to the movies with my wife. Yes. Yes, we're competing on the same fucking level. Yes. I got to buy two tickets. Because most people paid most people paid $110 to play the damn game before taxes. Yeah, let's not talk about that map pack shit that we did from, from last week. On the flip side, though, I, you know, I picked up, well, uh, 2K sent us WWE 2K15. And I did crack it open, and it's 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 a it's a pretty game. It's it's a beautiful game graphically. Uh, the combat mechanics need a little work, and I'm gonna dig into that in my review. But there's a lot of glitches going on as well, including um, my career mode is is uh, freezing Xbox One consoles, and people are reporting that you have to actually disconnect the console from the internet. Um, PlayStation 4 users are having issues downloading add-ons for Sting and Hulk Hogan. And even though as soon as I put in the game, there was a patch ready to be downloaded, there's still some issues. I mean, I've noticed um, some drop frames, some some collision detection issues. You know, when you try to hit somebody with a chair and the chair goes through their arm and hits the rope, you know that, you know, something is definitely amiss. But again, it's their first entry into the next-gen console space so there's certain things i'm gonna let slide now next year for wwe 2k16 there's just shit i'm gonna be like come on guys really that stuff shouldn't even be happening but i will say this it's not as bad as assassin's creed unity right danny well this is making me wonder if there's some sort of difference between the consoles we have and the consoles that they're actually developing on because these are things that should be caught in qa Yep, and it should never be sh- shipped. It should never go out the way it did, especially with Unity, where I legit changed my pre-order. I was like, I'm not taking this home. Can you give me something else? Yep. When you shared that article, and I saw, I saw a screenshot of somebody with no face that they pretty much looked like it looked like a scene out of They Live. I was like, yeah, this isn't cool. And I, and I, you know, I love Assassin's no, Creed. No, and the thing was. The thing was at GameStop, the the kids were like, "Yeah, no, no, no! I swear, there's no glitches. I haven't seen any glitches yet." I was like, "Really? You haven't seen the slew of videos and images like on the internet where faces were not being rendered at all? That was no problem." No, I didn't see that. So my problem was I got stuck in Infinity. Oh, yeah, that's great. That's exactly what I want to do in the game. I want to be floating for fucking ever. Yep. That's what I want to do. <laughs> What'd you do today? Are oh, I floated serious? around France. No. <laughs> it's, it's absurd. I mean, even EA, EA's uh, UFC game, 
had its fair share of glitches. Sometimes you'd be in top mount, you'd be punching somebody in the face, and they'd just disappear, and you'd be punching the canvas. You'd just be there pretending to hit something that's just not there magically, and then the ju- the referee would be like, all right, we got to stand you up. And you're like, but you're standing up who? There's nobody here. So, you, you know, there's there, there's a lot of incomplete and really, really just botched stuff that these guys are putting out and the and the best part is no one is safe assassin's creed's not safe wwe 2k15 isn't safe etc etc everybody's botching all these games well i still have to play through the master chief collection but i haven't heard problems about the campaign i've only heard about the servers it goes without saying of course there's going to be like (laughs) problems with the servers for multiplayer of course there are they haven't figured out how to do that properly yeah well you know servers uh, here's the funny thing as soon as i see people on twitter complaining about servers i go you've had the game a fucking hour shut up tell me about servers a month from now I don't want to hear about servers. You bought the game Tuesday and Wednesday at 3 a.m. Yo, man, the fucking servers are down and nobody's here and I got kicked out of a match. Shut up. You are a boob. Simple as that. Oh, that, that was another thing with Grand Theft Auto. People got the game before the actual launch. Yep. They're trying to go online. Like, I couldn't transfer my stuff. I can't go online, everything's going wrong. Well, so you gotta fix this shit. I'm like, first of all, this, I'm reading this from the Rockstar support page. I'm like, bad grammar, swearing, <laughs> and general stupidity. That's the way to get yourself helped. Yep. Lots of help there. And it's like the next day, the next day, I'm not saying it was perfect, but already you can see a substantial improvement in the online. I'm like, the shit just started. Give it a few days. Yep. You know you know what I've been loving? The people that have been bitching about the um you know, the games that they pirated on PC and the PC developers are just breaking the games and people are just outing themselves. Hey man, this game um the level just like disappeared and the guy's like, Yeah, well you shouldn't have pirated the game. I didn't pirate the game. Right. Love that shit. All week that's been happening. What was the game that people pirated? Uh, they did uh, Far Cry. I know there's a glitch with Far Cry that's pretty big. Um, couple of Steam games that people have tried to do some stuff and the devs have put things in there. I know that The Sims 4 has some, some, some uh, pirate protection stuff too where, like, everything starts getting, like, pixelated out or some shit. It's just craziness. At this point, you got to realize developers are getting smarter because, you know what, most of those developers were us. You know, all of us that used to copy PS1 games with a burner and, you know, CD Burner XP and all that shit. Guess what happened to us? We grew up. So everybody after us that tries to pull that (laughs) shit, we got something for you. It's a miracle you don't have a dancing baby from Ally McBeal in the fucking game. (laughs) <laughs> could you imagine that that'd be fantastic just a, just a dancing baby just dancing on your screen or 
You know what's good? I'm going to make that an Easter egg on my website now. <laughs> oh, that'd be fantastic. You know what would be better also? If it's a pirated game and you hit start, you just get rickrolled. As soon as you hit start. Nice. Never going to give you up. And just, just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, those are, those are the kind of anti-piracy measures that we need. Because what's happening is the generations after us, are, they think, oh, you know, we got better technology. We could bootleg shit better. And it's like, hey, guess what? We were bootlegging shit back in the day. I remember, I, you know, I make I make no no qualms about the fact that I may have may or may not have burned a couple of Dreamcast games in my day or maybe the occasional modded allegedly. PS1 or modded oh. PS2, allegedly. You know, it's, it, I'm not I'm not going to make I'm not going to make no qualms about that. But I will say that now I got I got to give I got to give the companies their money because it's like the technology better now. You can't be pulling that shit anymore. These are the facts. Just the fact that things are online makes it that much harder to pirate. Yep. Just it, it just it's just ridiculousness. But I will say this: um, the one thing I do have to give credit to the the hacking and modding community for getting us in advance are Black Friday ads. And you want to know why I say this? Because they're not really getting them in advance. It's just a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend leaked the ad out on purpose. And the reason I say this is because mm-hmm. I got an email earlier today about um, all the major retailers' uh, console bundles that are worth picking up. And the reason I'm referencing this is because of what Slick was telling me earlier today about the Walmart PS4 scam. Slick, please please enlighten our listeners. Yeah, I was wondering if you guys were going to talk about that. Oh, yeah. Slick, take it away. I was about to mention that, and I'm looking at a picture of a moron <laughs> who scanned a Walmart out in Comac, Long Island. Yep, I saw that receipt. Yes. It shows that the price of the PlayStation 4 was $89.99, and with tax, it came to $97.76. So, yes, you got yourself a shiny new PS4 for under $100, and your picture shows plenty of information where Sony could contact that Walmart, basically do some backtracking and figure out who you are. Yep. So, you know, I would love for the fact when you actually connect that thing to the Internet, if they just send, like, a signal through and break that shit, because then you pay $100 for a nice black brick. Well, I'm really disgusted with this whole thing, because me personally, everybody knows me, I I very much advocate, quote-unquote, getting over. You know... I always try to tell people, you know, where to get deals and things like that. And going back to the Black Friday thing for a second, no, that that absolutely was not leaked. Because nope. if you look at the, <laughs> the the website that where where they show the Black Friday ad, not only it, it's not even scans, it's high resolution pictures, it's high res photos. No, 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 it's it's not photos; it's pictures of the website. Because if you look real hard. <laughs> It has the tabs from BestBuy.com where you click the little tabs and go from one section to another. That's from the website. That's not even a paper ad. Listen, 
I, I, I can go on record, and I've said this before, when I say that there are days where I am a total piece <laughs> of shit. I acknowledge that. I wear my shittiness on my sleeve. Some days I'm just a complete festering pile of human garbage. But I do have scruples, and I do understand that there's a, there, there's a, there's a right time and a wrong time to pull off a con. And sure, you could pull exactly. off a couple of cons during the holiday season, but again, the best criminals don't say shit. You got a console for 90 yeah, bucks? Run away. Enjoy it. Oh, look what I yeah, got. Yeah, but it wasn't just one guy. Oh, no, it wasn't it one was guy. a lot of people that were using Amazon sites to scam because yep. one person tweeted it then another person retweeted it and it kept going so it's multiple walmarts across the u.s oh yeah Yeah. it's multiple walmarts but slick and i had to reference that one because that's that one's basically in our backyard and at that point i said to myself Mm. how much of a fucking boob are you it's like yo you got your 90 dollar x your 90 dollar ps4 go about your business Keep that shit to yourself. Don't tell nobody. Don't say nothing. No, I got to put the shit on Twitter. Look at me. I'm an asshole. I'm going to, you know. It's 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 like video game world star. <laughs> like, why would you do that? Well, that's the society that we're in now. Yep. Like, that is what we get for social media. Yep. People that want that gratification of, haha, I beat Walmart or uh, whatever, and I got this cheap-ass PS4. Like, that's what it's come to. Well, it's we, like... We put this all out there. We're always online, yep. always sharing our shit. And it's like, don't don't get me wrong. I, I You know, I put when I put up my WWE 2K14, uh, 2K15 picture on Instagram, I said obligatory WWE 2K15 pick. And... People laugh. Yeah, I should have picked on you for that. Yes, and I did that on purpose. <laughs> and and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. And I'm gonna put this out there. And guess what, gaming journos that I know, uh, you don't like it? Come see me. Come see the kid, because no one, and the rock means no one. No, seriously, um, nobody gives a <laughs> shit about the free game that you got from X developer. Nobody cares that your breath smells like shit because your tongue is up a developer's ass and you got the game a week in advance. No one cares. Write the fucking review and move on. Write the mm-hmm. review. I posted that picture exactly. personally as a troll job. 100% troll job. That's why I put obligatory game pick and a obligatory documentation. I made sure to put the big, the big sheet with the patch list right behind it. Because guess what? Nobody gives a shit that I got the game. Nobody cares. You know what people care about? Does the game suck or not? Should I pay $60 for this piece of shit? That's it. Nobody cares. Nobody cares that Rockstar sent it to you or or THQ or thanks THQ for all the support. Motherfucker, you are getting them free press and you're getting nothing for it except a $60 coaster. Yeah. Stop the bullshit. And I love when they get it the day it comes out, too. Oh, thanks for the support. Thanks for the support. You're not... Really? It's like, wake the fuck up, guys. They're not supporting us. 
We are supporting them. I've never heard you talk about any game, and all of a sudden, just because you got it in the mail, now you're all about it. Yep, look Where at my mail. Come from? Look at my mail. You know what? Why don't you put a picture of your fucking food stamp ID card while you're at it? Or, or you know, maybe maybe you get some WIC checks. Why don't you put pictures of that? Hey, why don't you just put up a picture of your fucking tax return or your birth certificate? How about your alimony payments? You know, because we're sharing everything else that we get in the mail. You want me to share my fucking light bill? I'll gladly put that shit up, too. Maybe one of you motherfuckers will pay it for me. Come on. <laughs> You know, I listen. No, you gotta put a, you gotta take a, a selfie of yourself holding your yeah. stamp car while you're getting in the BMW. There you go. Yes. I, that's how you gotta do it. I gotta be the guy selling pencils on the on the side of the freeway and then getting into uh you know a McLaren BMW that I have parked twelve <laughs> blocks down in a valet parking spot. But I'm selling pencils because you know I'm fucking bored. I'm serious. Listen. Mm-hmm. I love, I you know, I love, I love my 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 jur- my gaming journalism colleagues, and and I say this, I say this totally in in brutal honesty. I love some of you motherfuckers, but guess what? No one cares. No one cares if your Alexa ranking looks like Google coordinates. Don't share anything. Just quietly write your fucking reviews and go about your business. If your numbers, if your traffic numbers are negative two and your bounce rate, which is the amount of time that people hang out on your site, is like 20%, clearly you're doing something wrong. No one wants to see a picture of you getting a game. Sorry. I don't care. No, Nobody else does. That's why I did it. Obligatory pick. Obligatory pick. There it is. Whole lat. Thanks guys. Thanks for the support. Thanks. Shut up. You think you think some guy in THQ says, "Hey, you know we really should send Rageworks a game because we really value their work." Fuck no. They go like this. How much traffic do they get? What are they ranked? And have they posted any of the other shit we sent them? Yes, send them a copy. No, send them a copy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let come on. They will hit our demo and That's they it. will write up a eleven reviews just because they got it for free. There you go, Slick Farm Simulator. That's all I gotta say. Oh my gosh, I hate you. Say what Farm Simulator? There, there, there is yes. a game. He's dead serious. He one hundred percent serious. That is for consoles where you simulate owning and operating a farm. And 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 the farm machinery. Yep. And and the PR rep <laughs> was one hundred percent not giving a fuck when she'd send us assets. She'd go, "The most amazing game ever is three days away from release," and sli- and I'd send them to Slick just out of spite so he could laugh. And the worst part was one day just just to break my own balls, he said, "I'm gonna publish a post about this game," <laughs> and he did. And people were like, yo, have you motherfuckers lost your minds? Nope. That's what they sent us. And who knows? Maybe we need to play Farm Simulator in order to get Halo next time. Because maybe that PR rep. Wow. It has actual farming brands, too. (laughs) Jeez. 
Danny, I kid you not. Farming That's what I got. Farming Simulator 15. Discover the new generation of Farming Simulator. Titanium oh, I can see it's on the 3DS. Yes. <laughs> My body is ready. I am ready to grow some corn. <laughs> My nipples are hard for growing corn. Come on. <laughs> Give me a break. But I just want to... I just. I wanted to put this out there for our listeners so that they can understand that it's not all fun and games. It's not all of us just every day we open our mailbox and there's a magical glow like Marcellus Wallace suitcase in fucking Pulp Fiction. Some days we open our mailboxes or we open our emails and it is complete festering shit. Complete and utter shit. Yeah, and we save you from all of that shit. Yep, we save you from that stuff. Danny is 100% right. We are we are save a gamer, not save a hoe, save a gamer, <laughs> save a techie, save a nerd. That's who we are. We are the unsung heroes of this shit. We endure the farming simulators or the truck or the or the semi truck driving racing games, right, Slick? <laughs> we endure and Danny, I'm not kidding on this title. Trailer Park three double D. <laughs> I gotta Google that. Yeah, and it and it was and I felt bad because Slick said I'm gonna review it. He reviewed it honestly and forthright. He was like, "Hey, listen, the game. I'm trying to find something right with it because it's the least we could do. It's like, hey, we get the game. We're gonna try and find something that it does right. Something, even if it's only the instruction manual. That's something. It's still something. But." You know, sometimes sometimes we got to be honest. That's why I say I'd rather I'd rather us be respected and appreciated for telling you, hey, this game is going to be shit versus lying. Because nothing is going to be accomplished. What, an extra five people are going to read that review? For what? Yes, Danny, that is the game. Trailer <laughs> Park, sorry. Oh, I a it is a dollar. Trailer Park King 3 double D. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to play a game worse than Aquaman, wow! Spend your dollar and download Trailer Park King Three Double D. If you want to have an experience worse than the end of Superman Returns, fighting a fucking tornado, download Trailer Park King Three Double D. There you have it, folks. But um, I gave that game a one one star. Because I can't give it negative stars. There you go. Well, that, somehow it has three and a half stars. That game was a mercy killing. <laughs> That's what that game was. We we did that. And like I said, and, and, and I'll be honest, and, and Danny can agree with this, sometimes you got you to gotta make a chicken salad out of chicken shit. I say it all the time. Sometimes, sometimes you got to review three or four decent or mediocre or even shitty games in order for a developer or a PR person to remember, hey, you did me that solid. Maybe I'll send you this Call of Duty. Maybe. And guess what? Hell, you may not get that Call of Duty a week in advance. You may get that motherfucker the day after it's out. But you will write that review, and yeah. you will be grateful. The cold hard yeah, facts. That's, that's sort of my thing with Halo. I didn't get it when everybody else did. There you go. And I had issues with it. Even though I covered it, and I've covered every Halo game since I started writing. But I got no love. That's there, okay. There you go. So, I, you know, uh, backtracking a little bit, 
Um, the email I received about the uh, the Black Friday ads, I'm going to share them with you guys because maybe somebody wants to go and actually buy themselves a console without having to punch an adolescent or possibly a mother of three in the face. So do so at your own risk. But um, if you want to pick up an Xbox One, you can pick up the Xbox One Assassin's Creed bundle for $329 and you get a $50 Target gift card. You can also pick up at Walmart the Xbox One Master Chief Collection bundle also for $329 and you'll get a wonderful $30 Walmart gift card. Just enough to buy some frozen chicken cutlets and some Tyson chicken nuggets. Perfect. On the flip side, if you want a PlayStation 4 and you don't want to pay $97 for it, you can go to Walmart and get a PS4 bundle with your choice of two games for $449. And if you have a major... Let me stop you right there for one second. Go ahead. That, that deal actually is really good because you don't get two games with that. You get four games with that. Yep. Because it comes bundled with, with Grand Theft Auto V and The Last of Us Remastered, and you can choose two more. There you have it. Mm, that's a good one. That's, that is a solid is. bundle. I mean, you know, it's not $97 or nothing, but you know, <laughs> it's it's four fucking I games. I think I can manage. Yep, four, four games, basically, for four forty nine. If you have a major near you, you can get a PS4 with GTA V and The Last of Us Remastered for three ninety nine. plus you get a $50 major gift card as well. Meanwhile, if you're in the market for a Wii U, like yours truly, uh, Toys R Us will be doing a Wii U Skylanders Swap Force bundle for one ninety nine. Done. Not bad, right? Gold. Shit, one ninety nine, and, and Skylanders is a solid game. Plus, the Wii U has a decent lineup. The money you save by not buying the two ninety nine bundle, you can actually apply that difference and even pick up three games. Smash Brothers, of course, being one of them. Speaking of the Wii U, I got one one beef with them because I'm very happy that Smash Brothers comes out tomorrow. I'm also very happy that the Amiibos are launching. Right. But mm-hmm. they need to do some kind of bundling with the Amiibos because maybe it's just Best Buy, but 13 bucks a pop and you have like 10 Amiibos coming out tomorrow yep. at least. Well, you can do that bundle with Loot Crate. They're yep. doing like um I'm glad Danny said it because I was about to ask her. Well, of course I would bring a blue crate. <laughs> I love them. Hold on, let me pull up the email. Loot crate is doing an amiibo an amiibo subscription pack, so you can do that. Danny definitely is the loot crate queen, and um I got I'm I'm also happy to report and I said it yesterday that one of our very own listeners got an opportunity to enter the loot crate contest and he won it based on what I heard because I got an yeah. elated an elated Facebook message from that listener. So um again, loot crate, Royal Flush and Danny know what's up. So definitely make sure to keep an eye on them for that. Now um Danny has the details yeah. about the amiibo stuff, so let's hear it. So Loot Crate has teamed up with Nintendo to bring you a limited supply of exclusive amiibo crates. Uh, you'll receive the following 10 Amiibo fi- figures over the course of three weeks. So they list out Donkey Kong, Mario, Kirby, Pikachu, Princess Peach, Yoshi, Fox, Samus, Luigi, and Zelda. 
And on top of that, you'll get other exclusive and super rare items, including a T-shirt. So the plans are you can do a one-time payment of $140 plus $15 for shipping and handling. So that comes up to $155. Or you could do three weekly payments at $50. Oh, somebody dropped out. Hold on a second, guys. For some reason, my router rebooted, so hold on a minute. Big shocker there. Hold on a minute, guys. I know that the... um, uh, Just for you guys in the chat, let me know if you guys can hear... Uh, my feed right now because it looks like the router rebooted. Yes, no. Bueller, anyone? <laughs> Big shocker. We were on a on a huge on a huge tear, and everything just went south. Hold on a second. Our Skype connection looks good. Our video looks good. All right, thank you, Dark Helmet. Dark Helmet said he can hear me, so. We are rocking and rolling. Uh, let me just make sure our blog talk feed is good. Slick, I'm going to dial back into um, blog talk radio because it looks like our blog talk radio feed went down. And um, hold on one second and we can get that squared away. Bear with me one moment. Hello, then again, no, I'm not because there you we're go. going initially with just characters that are in Smash Brothers. I was going to say, where's the, where's the Mewtwo Amiibo? But Mewtwo's not in the new Smash Bros. At least not as a player. Yeah. Mewtwo is actually going to be um, paid DLC for UK uh, Smash Brothers owners. And um, for the US, I don't think that it's going to be paid. I'm not 100% sure. But I will say that um, they will be doing a Best Buy exclusive Amiibo. So if you're a fan of Kirby, you can pick up the Meta Knight Amiibo, which will only be available at Best Buy in 2015. GameStop is going to yeah, be getting. Yeah, GameStop is going to be getting Shulk from uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, that's going to be GameStop exclusive. So uh, it's going to be very interesting as these new Amiibo figures come out. That they, you know, certain retailers are going to scoop up certain key characters, but. I will say this, um, you know, I think that the Loot Crate deal is a solid way to go. Otherwise, you know, you're going to be stuck paying $13 a pop because Nintendo's not going to give away something that's quote-unquote so revolutionary for cheap. Not yet, at least. Yeah. And you're going to have to hunt them down because I'm pretty sure they're going to be limited quantity to try to pump up demand or whatever. To start Absolutely. Area. Yeah, Nintendo's good for that. I mean... We can talk about countless console launches where, you know, there weren't enough units. And people, I, I think that one of the best examples was the Wii and the Wii Fit when it first came out. That you had to you had to hunt and peck and you had to pay pretty much uh, somebody at Best Buy an extra $20 just so they can tell you when they got a shipment in. Well, the best thing about the Loot Crate deal is the, the free swag. If Nintendo is smart, which... I would say they are. 
they'll find at least one retailer to do pretty much what um, Disney has done with Infinity at Best Buy, where there'll be like a whole section where you just see the characters and maybe even have like a, a display where you can scan them and it just shows you the characters because when they do that with the Infinity display at Best Buy, that's awesome that you can just take the package, put it on the stand, and then it shows you like what you can do with the character. That's mm-hmm. something they need to do with the Amiibo setup, but yeah, we'll I see. definitely think so. I mean, the one thing the one thing that I feel really worked out is the fact that Nintendo knew that they had um, a, a, a bona fide winner on their hands when people were just like, yeah, I'm going to buy this Amiibo, I'm going to buy that Amiibo, I'm picking up this dude, I'm picking up that dude. I mean, if I were really into it, I mean, the only Amiibo I'd probably pick up, well, I'd pick up two of them. It would probably be Little Mac from Punch-Out and Bowser just because Bowser's one of my favorite characters. So those were pretty much the only two I would pick up out of that entire thing unless they started, you know, unless they did like Sonic or Knuckles, which, you know, that works too. I, you know, that, that would probably be one that I would pick up as well. Well, there is going to be a Sonic Amiibo, but not till February. Ah, there is. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's on their main page. I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna have to look at that then. See, I I just know that I'm gonna be suckered in the same way I'm suckered in with the uh, the Funkos, which uh, that's that's becoming a bit of an obsession. But that's a story for another day. Um, I do I do want to acknowledge that Xbox is finally stepping into more of the home theater space as HBO announced that they will be releasing HBO Go on Xbox One uh, officially as of today. Well, now that it's midnight as of yesterday. Um, I do feel that HBO, when they finally go standalone with their HBO Go app, I think people are going to be more receptive. I mean, for me personally, oh, look, HBO goes on Xbox One. I just felt crickets when I saw it, just because at this point, it's if you don't have it on your PS3 or your 360 or you don't watch HBO, you're not going to give a shit, you know? It's like I get HBO so many other things. It's like... I can get HBO Go on my computer, on my phone, on my tablet. I really wouldn't care that I can get it on my Xbox One. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest, and 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 Danny, I'm sure will agree with this. Our current generation of consoles, and even our previous generation, are very, very redundant. They all have Netflix. They all have HBO. They all have YouTube. They all have some sort of a browser. There's no um. There's no differentiator between them. You know, it's like, other than the games, they all do the same shit. I mean, we were we were talking about Apple TV at my job and Chromecast and the Roku box. And it's just like, at the end of the day, it, it becomes just, how do you want to consume your content? That's it. Do you want to do it the Apple way, mm-hmm. the Google way, the Roku way? That's it. Do you want something you can hack or... Do you want something that's plug and play? That's all it boils down to at the end of the day. Too much redundancy. All that shit is on each console. It just at that point it just drives me nuts. It's like, oh, what am I gonna watch the WWE app on? Oh, my PS3, maybe my PS4, maybe my Xbox One. I don't know. Which one decides to work? That's it. It's crazy. That's the one I use. 
That's the one I'll be using on Sunday. That's it. Which one are you using? The one that works. That's it. Whichever one works. Um, I did want to say while we were on the subject of Amiibos earlier that Nintendo is is pretty much uh, really puffing out their chest this week as Super Mario Brothers Wii sold has sold 10 million copies since its release in 2009. How insane is that? It is considered one of the top 10 Wii games of all time and one of the best 125 Nintendo games of all time. That's a huge milestone. It's Mario. Of course it's going to feel like freaking hot take. Yeah, dude, but 2009. We are in 2014 on the cusp of 2015. 10 million copies. Regardless of what people feel about Nintendo, that's a that's something that, you know, it just shows longevity and innocence. Sometimes Trump, pretty graphics and nudity. Yo, but, but it don't have them call of duty dogs. That's right. Doesn't have the yeah, HD exactly. Super HD dogs. <laughs> female soldiers. Dildo cannons. Oh no, it's just a guy riding a green they just dinosaur. Have characters. That's it. You forgot the, they have a plumber that doesn't fish. What was that, Slick? The extremely well rendered fish. That's it. Well rendered fish. <laughs> you know, because the fish in Mario have a tail that looks like a clam and bug eyes that you could draw with two circles on a piece of paper and draw dots on them. Those are, those are Mario's fish. Oh, look, Mario's going to wear this cat costume. It is the cutest thing I've ever seen. Think about that. Think about it. We are, we're going on hardcore killing sprees on GTA, but Mario dressed up as a fucking squirrel still can bring a smile to my face. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, like, like yeah. just and take, and take money out of my pocket. That's it. Think about think about that parallel for one second. You go, you turn on your console, you drive, you pick up your hooker, you get your first person hand job, then you shut it off and you turn on a, a game with a plumber riding on a green dinosaur that shits out eggs based on the turtles that he ate. <laughs> It's, why, it, why does it have to turn off one? I think you just created a new game. So, like, in Silent Hill, how you change through <laughs> different dimensions. <laughs> this would be a game where you start off playing GTA V, you open up a door, or you meet the wrong hooker, and then you go down this pipe, and then you're playing Super Mario. I think that should happen yeah. every time you use drugs in GTA. Every time you use drugs in GTA, you should just end up playing Mario Kart. You're just driving all high and shit. All of a sudden, you're on Rainbow Road, hoping for the best. Yeah, it should be Rainbow Road all the time. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gents. Um, I did want I did want to kind of uh, bring this out, and this is how we're probably going to close things up. Of course, both consoles are celebrating their one-year anniversary. Uh, for those of you that are Xbox One early adopters, Microsoft is going to give you a lot of free shit on Xbox One's birthday, which is November 22nd, this Saturday. You're going to get a year one gamer picture, new Xbox One backgrounds, um, a year one background image, a free rental of Halo 4 Forward Onto Dawn, because, yeah, I want to see that. Um, Also, a free rental of Dragon Ball Z Battle of the Gods and a sampler pack of Dragon Ball Z TV episodes for those of you in the U.S. 
and Canada. In order for you to receive those freebies, you would have had to have purchased the system before November 11th in one of the 13 launch markets. So um, pretty pretty awesome stuff, I have to admit. I mean, it's very cool that, that they're celebrating their birthday and giving away so much free shit, but I do want to just talk about the, the, the elephant in the room, the brass tacks, and I want to go one year later, and, I, and I'll pitch it to Danny first. How do you how do you feel with the with the mm-hmm. current state of all three consoles a year later for Xbox One and PS4 in particular that launched last year around this time? I just got a PS4 like last week, and my Xbox One I never really played it. Oh shit! I think I only fired it up to play Dance Central. And that was just for review. Wow. I've been playing Rock Band and Final Fantasy, and it's still been on my 360. I have not been on my Xbox One. Wow. Now, is this... is this? But I might not be the best candidate for this. No, well, no. I, you, I, you actually are a perfect candidate, and the reason I say this is because, think about it, two next-gen consoles that are quote-unquote super revolutionary with a revolutionary lineup of titles, yet... Danny, who is, you know, a member of the media, is playing Dance Central and Final Fantasy and is only now jumping into the pool and Rock Band. And the reason I say that is because what was what was basically the the factor in you not making the plunge into either console, you know, in its early launch stage? I can answer that for you. For me, there was no Halo. Like, that's what I got my 360. I got, like, the Halo Edition 360. Like, I play Xbox for Halo. And there were no games for me that I was interested in at launch. And there were still none up until, like, Sunset Overdrive, which, sadly, I'm bored with, too. So, games that I was interested in didn't come out till now. And that's literally a whole year later. Holy shit! You see that? You see that, guys? And he's not going. He's not going to go full next gen until she gets perfect on the fire and flames. <laughs> <laughs> that will never happen unless I could do it vocally. Then maybe. Look at that! Just a uh, nice insider reference. I, I gotta, I gotta put this out there. And and for me, and I'm before I toss it to Slick, I've made the jump to next gen gradually. Um and I've said this numerous times on air, I needed things, I needed at least two games to get me into a next-gen console. Uh, In this instance, it was Killer Instinct, and inadvertently, it was Titanfall because it came with the console for free. Plus, they had priced it at an attractive price point that made me want to make the jump. Xbox One pretty much broke my next-gen cherry, and um, still, I I mean, I, I haven't played, I haven't bought a ton of games for it because... The, the caliber of games that I'm into or the or the the genre of games I'm into just hasn't been fully filled out with uh, titles that make me just want to go and open up my wallet. On the PS4 side, I, I definitely have to thank my ultra-supportive wife who never sleeps uh, based on me playing all this shit for actually buying the PS4 for me. And... Um, Again, you know, I played I, I played a couple of games on it, and there's a couple of games that are on my radar, but I'm not jumping out of my skin to to go and plunk down sixty dollars. Now, 
on my radar for this holiday season is the Wii U because there are now at least five games I want to play, uh, three of which are already out and two which will be out next year. Splatoon is one of them. And, um, yeah, I've made, I've made the jump gradually, and a year later, I feel that the consoles, everybody says that they have differentiating titles, but I still feel that it's a level playing field because all the consoles do the same shit. Other than games being at 30 frames or 60 frames or 720p or 1080p, other than that, they both do the same shit. You can surf the internet on them, you can listen to music on them, you can watch Netflix on them. It, they're both getting in unique console exclusive programming. I mean, at the end of the day, the differentiator is just the games and the level of enjoyment you get out of them. Now, our very own Slick, who I'm going to toss it to, um, hardcore, you know, loving his PS4, has not made the jump to Xbox One, but does have a Wii U. Uh, Slick, one year later, where do you stand? I am. Um completely satisfied with my purchases and I don't regret my choices because my Wii U doesn't get as much love as I originally intended, but I'm still very happy with it. Okay. I love the um, the controller and now that it actually has a battery that works, I love it even more. I wish they'd make another um, Lego City undercover, but that's another story. Um, with the PS4 and the Xbox One, I got my PS4 because there were games that I wanted on it, and that's exactly why I don't have an Xbox One, because there still aren't any games that I really want on it, and even though, for the most part, the games that I generally will buy, you can get on either console, there are games that are important to me that are not coming out on Xbox One. Perfect example, next month, Guilty Gear, I can't even say the title right, Guilty Gear Exert Sign, right. whatever the fuck they want to call it. It's <laughs> Guilty Gear. I love Guilty Gear. And it's coming out for PS3 and PS4. It is not coming out for any Xbox console. Right. I've never purchased an Xbox console at launch because there's never been a launch selection that interested me. Right. I got the Xbox, I got the first Xbox, you know, very, very late into its, its life. And that's part of the problem. Microsoft does not support their old consoles the way Sony does. This is true. I, 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 don't, see, I don't see much love for the um, 360 this year. And it's only been, you know, as of tomorrow, a year since it became, quote, unquote, old news. Right. The um, I got the Xbox 360 at the launch when um, Crackdown came out. Everybody else got it for the stupid Halo demo. I actually got it for Crackdown, which <laughs> I love that game. And I'm looking forward to the Xbox One version of Crackdown, which prob- probably will be the thing that actually makes me get an Xbox One. I have no idea when the game comes out. And like Danny said, you know, I looked at Sunset Overdrive. It looks like it probably is a fun game, but that was nowhere near enough to get me to purchase an Xbox One. Because to me, as much as the gameplay looks decent, it's like it looks like 
the ugly baby from infamous crackdown and jet set radio feature, you know, mutated together. Okay. So still only a two con a two next gen con console household for me. There you have it. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad you the both of you shared your insights, because, again, everybody, a, a lot of sites were oh you know, one year later, uh, the consoles are, you know, neck and neck in a heated race. No, they're not. <laughs> it's like, no, no, they're not. Everything's the same. If yep. you bought it for a previous console, there was like free upgrades when you got the new yep. console. And blah 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 blah. Exactly. There's no, there's no, there's no differentiator right now, and 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 this is kind of why I've 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 also gave uh, forced it on myself to not buy any games till next week because you're gonna go, you're gonna buy the game. You know, you did that Target buy two get one free. Guess what? That that hundred and twenty dollars that you spent, you could have easily spent fifty dollars next week. Simple as that. Oh, they're not gonna have it in the store, really. I walked into a store on Black Friday at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and we have a, a strategy. My wife gets on the long-ass Best Buy line, and I run through the store and grab all my shit. And I got Assassin's Creed 3 for $19.99. I got Saints Row 4 for $19.99. I got a whole bunch of $8 Blu-rays at 5 in the afternoon. 5 o'clock, folks. I didn't have to go and punch an old lady in the face at 3 a.m. Didn't have to do that. 5 o'clock, sauntered my ass in there and got my shit and saved a ton of money. Or do do one better. Wait till Cyber Monday and just buy all the shit online unless you want that instant gratification. Unless you want to smell like funky underarms and baby powder and, you know, Avon and terrible colognes and... You know, cool water. If you want to smell like all that on your clothes, knock yourself out. Feel free to jump into the trenches. Sad but true. Hey. I w- Go ahead. I think I am going to run out and get Smash Brothers tomorrow. I'm not sure if I'm going to get Pokemon tomorrow, but I'm definitely going to get Smash Brothers tomorrow. Ah, yes. You, you, you are a Pokemon master. You pretty much... You've pretty much played yes, almost. A- it just reminded me. Uh oh. Danny, Danny will also be running out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> am I gonna? Am I gonna bump into so you at the you Nintendo store? Pokemon? Are you getting Ruby Sapphire, or are you getting the bastard bundle with both? Oh my god! I might have to get both because <laughs> the boyfriend needs his. Pokemon coffee too. <laughs> oh, well, they shit. actually make a package now. One package that has both games. Because eight million years later, they finally realized that people actually buy both games together. There you go. Yeah. That, that. Goodness gracious, Nintendo is going green. Um, to to wrap things up, I did want to talk about something that happens every December, and every December it gets panned, shitted on, and just demolished as soon as it's announced and that uh, that is video game award shows for those of you that are well versed in video game award shows you know that nine times out of ten they end up giving something very terrible on spike tv that ends up being pretty much every developer with a deep pocket pretty much you know blowing themselves on national television to show you non-in-game trailer footage that they hope 
will convince you to buy games either during the holiday season or after the holiday season. But it looks like Jeff Keighley is trying to change that by creating a more serious gaming award show, which um, they're going to try and stream it live December 5th in front of a live crowd and also in front of, obviously, a live studio audience. And, of course, you're going to get all the heavy hitters, Activision, EA, Konami, Microsoft, Nintendo, Rockstar, Valve, Sony, Ubisoft, and Warner Brothers. Now, um, he's actually trying yeah, to fund this. Yeah, you can buy tickets, actually. Yep, 45 bucks. And the guy's trying to fund this yeah. himself. He's bankrolling it, and he's trying to sell sponsorships. And, I, you know, I, I bring this up because the gaming industry has over the last 10 years truly evolved into a genuine art form. There's some beautiful games out there. There's a, there are some talented and amazing individuals that should have their talent showcased and acknowledged on a higher level. It shouldn't just be, you know, uh, Yoshi's egg two, two, six on Twitter telling a developer, yo man, your fucking game rocks, dude. No, it should be something recognized, something correct not something that's littered with with scantily clad booth babes and terrible new rock music or shitty hip hop that you can only listen to on 10 of the major stations in your area but genuine awards given out to genuine hardworking developers i think we need that i i think it's something that's sorely needed because if it's one thing that gamers are always going to be associated with is exactly what what slick put lifestyle you know, just real terrible stuff like, oh, Mountain Dew, Doritos, Cheetos, whatever other nasty shit is associated with gaming. That automatically ends up being a premier sponsor for any of these gaming events. You got to have flashing lights and seizure inducing sounds and all kinds of craziness to tell you that the number one sell, the number one game of the year is Call of Duty. <laughs> it's like. We're going to give you 20 minutes of sound effects and shit blowing up and pew, 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 just to tell you that Call of Duty is the number one selling game or Madden or any of the other 20 games that we can name off the top of our heads. I'm, I, I, you know, I give Jeff Keighley a lot of credit. Have you looked at the list of, have you looked at the list of, sorry, the list of jury and advisors? They're all big press, like. They are the same people. They are the same people, but you know what you know what I you know what I feel is slightly different in this situation? That the the outcomes aren't just being dictated by who has the deeper pockets. While while yes, there is gonna be some of that, I'm sure that some of the big sites are still gonna have one or two genuine fucking people amongst their staff that are gonna be like, no, 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 no. That game can't be number one just because the developer paid, you know, for the commercial spot and for the lights and for the possible all-you-can-eat popcorn for attendees. No. Because that's what I do. I'd yeah, love I to know. do I don't have hope for this. I think this is going to be the same thing, just different different packaging. That's it? You think it's going to be same shit, same pa- uh, different packaging? Yeah, everybody really doesn't care about the actual awards and who wins, whatever. Well, everybody cares for Game of the Year. And yep. everybody's version of Game of the Year is different because everybody has different tastes in games. So it's kind of pointless to pick a single Game of the Year. I would I would probably, if I ran a game, uh, 
uh, a gaming award show, I would do game of the year based on genre. Number, you know, game of the year, first mm-hmm. person shooter, uh, fighting game of the year, et cetera, et cetera. That way, everybody gets serviced equally. In addition to that, I would definitely ensure that I would run that shit like American Idol. You want your game to be game of the year? Call 1-800-VOTE-FOR-THIS-SHIT. That's that's what I would do. Yeah, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Every Call of Duty fanboy is going to call in, but at least it's 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 the it's the peers, you know? It's something like Slick uh, Slick knows this from watching Monday Night Raw when they do the audience participation and they tell people to tweet, you know, who do, what kind of a match do you want to see tonight? Stephanie McMahon on a pole match, etc., etc., etc. And people they tweet and they do what they got to do. I would do that for certain categories and for certain games. I would involve the demographic. I would involve the general public because at the end of the day, nobody wants to see a bunch of developers sitting there jerking each other off for two hours with shitty music and performances by Tigga and Wale. Sorry, but no. I don't think that had anything to do with developers more than Spike wanting ratings. Well, thinking what gamers watching the show really wanted to watch it for. Well, when the Spike TV Awards aired the first year, it was pretty much the developers with the deep pockets footing the bill and getting prime placement. So, you know, you were going to get your Call of Duty promo at at the 8.30 hour versus, you know, your Drake promo or your Arkham City promo or your Batman promo that would air in the middle of the broadcast. And what I'm saying is that that was becoming very, very academic. Slick, I think, actually, him and I live-blogged one of them, right, Slick? Yeah, it was terrible. It was it was, it was, was awful, because we're like, <laughs> up, and the winner is, oh, look, the game we all knew was going to win. And, and it just became, because at that point it was, who had the deeper pockets and the bigger campaign? I mean, even right now, if I said to you, Danny, what's your game of the year? What would you say? I don't have one. There you go. Slick, if I told you, what's your game of the year? The one that I would choose or the one that's going to win? What What would you choose? What would you say if you were running shit and I said, Slick, game of the year, drum roll, please, what would you say? It's mm. a tough one. I'd say Angry Birds Transformers Mobile just to be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would do. I'd be that guy. I'd be like... Oh, my number one game, Fruit Ninja. Ah! And it has to be the one with the Ghostbusters mod. Damn. <laughs> but, um, Danny, Dan- Danny, Danny raised a very interesting point when she said that she feels it's going to be uh, same shit, different packaging. And, and you know, I, I really, I, I don't want to disagree with Danny, but unfortunately, I feel that I have to agree with her because it's the, it's the, it's pretty much the rule of thumb. It's like the MTV Movie Awards and the MTV Music Awards and everything else that you know who's going to win, you know who's going to perform, you know who's going to make out with he- with who, you know who's going to have a wardrobe malfunction. It's the same thing with with gaming awards. You know it's going to be Call of Duty and Madden and maybe Mario, maybe Mario Kart, or maybe they're feeling generous and it might be Drake, and maybe they'll give us an exclusive first look. And, you know, you got to have the big ominous voice to show us a uh, uh, you know pre-rendered footage that has a tiny tiny disclaimer in the corner that says not real in-game footage in action because we can't tell yep because we can't tell because you know we are dumb ladies and gentlemen 
We are just dumb gamers. But uh, with that, that actually is um, going to bring our gaming segment to a close. I um, I want to toss it to Danny first. Um, Danny, where can people keep up with all your work and where can they find you? Um. Wait, I'm not hanging up though, am I? No, 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 no. But for you're gonna you're gonna stick around for that. But oh. Some people punch oh, out. Gotcha. Okay, so <laughs> people can find me at royalfleshmagazine.com. Um, pretty much articles are under GamerGal. That is me. And on Twitter, I'm Royal Flush Gal. Instagram, Royal Flush Gal. Facebook, it's facebook.com/royalfleshmagazine. Uh, and that's about it. And if every month I give away a loot crate, um, December we're going to do something special, so should stay tuned for that, and Rich kind of alluded to it. So <laughs> once our holiday gift guide goes live, there may be some extra gifts within there that you can get more details about. There you have it. And, of course, our very own Slick. You can find him on Twitter at MTR Slick and interact with him on our Facebook fan page as well. But with that, we are going to jump into this week's entertainment news, so let's get that ball rolling. All right, so I want to get the ball rolling with Fast and Furious, which we all know is on the cusp of its seventh installment. We all know that Fast and Furious is pretty much glorified car pornography at this point, wrapped up in a semi-cohesive plot with a bunch of good-looking dudes and good-looking chicks driving around really, really fast, unless you're Paul Walker, who is driving around in the sky. Either, in any case... Um, Fast and Furious 7, everybody expected that to be the swan song of the series to kind of just bring things full circle, give Paul Walker his proper send-off, and that would be it. But it appears that we are in line to possibly get three more sequels. Ten films about driving around really, really fast. I live my my life at a quarter mile at a time. Yes, Vin Diesel, we get it. We get it. One side, one shirt, two sizes too small. We got it. So, with that said, how do you guys feel that this film may reach ten sequels? Well, nine sequels, not counting the original. Uh, ladies first, Danny. I'll toss it to you. I, I, I still can't believe they're still making that movie. <laughs> That's like the Call of Duty of movies. Oh, shit. Hey, who knows? Maybe in the next Call of Duty, you get to drive in a really fast car, and Vin Diesel will be your wingman. Jesus Christ. Stop giving Activision <laughs> ideas. <laughs> you, you know what gets me? I like the Fast and Furious films because they are a guilty pleasure. But even I have to say, do we need 10 movies? Do we really? It's like... You killed off Michelle Rodriguez, and then you brought her back, and she magically had amnesia. Who writes this shit? 
Who? Like a bad soap opera. It's like, yo, the bitch died in an exploding car, but she ended up just getting a contusion on her head and memory loss? Get out of here. And then magically she remembered Vin Diesel because of his dreamy bald head? Out of here. Fucking three movies, three more films. It's going to be fucking Fast and Furious and Walkers at this point. Because they're not, they're, you know, Vin Diesel's looking a little old. He looked a little old in the last one. I was like, dude, you can't just be running around with a wife beater thinking it's all cool. It's not. You're the one crazy uncle that your kids don't want you around. What was that, Slick? It's not Fast and Furious anymore. It's, it's addled and mildly frustrated. There you go. It's it's the, the best part is that they 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 convince all these people to get back and, and you know jump back into the franchise. But I'm gonna be honest. What is Tyrese Gibson really doing outside of Fast and Furious? What what Oscar winning film is Tyrese doing that you know is is keeping him away from from having a successful career? What else is Ludacris doing beside besides these movies? Here's a good one. They're bringing back Lucas Black. He was in Tokyo Drift. I actually thought that he was the bastard son of this entire series, and we would never see him on screen. But they figured, well, Paul Walker's dead. We got to bring this guy back. So with that said, I just I don't feel that we need nine sequels. Nine. I just it's not necessary. It's not. I don't feel that we needed one. Well, you know what it is? I, like I said, I, I commend them for evolving the films from glorified high smooth. Well, g- correction, glorified car porn to, you know, a, a solid, a decent heist movie to a semi passable action film. But there's just some stuff that you look at and you're just like, come on, you know, Vin Diesel. Oh, look, I'm in a giant plane that's going to crash, but I'm going to magically floor it in this Dodge Charger that's pristine as I drive through the nose of the plane while it crashes. I'm not dead. No, not at all. Mild, mildly dirty? Sure. My crisp white wife beater's a little stained? No biggie. It's all good. Because, you know, I'm fucking Groot. <laughs> that's it. Like, I'm Groot. He should just do every movie from now on. The remaining three sequels should just be Groot. Instead of Vin Diesel. That's it. Dom, how do you feel? They kidnapped your girlfriend. I am Groot. You think we should kick that guy's ass? I am Groot. He just walks around with a rat on his shoulder. That's it. With just a rat. Just a just a just a giant rat. Not even a <laughs> raccoon, because they don't have the effects budget. Oh, just a rat. Just a big, nasty, marsupial looking rat sitting on his shoulder. Vin, what do you think of these new cars? I am Groot. And he should wear the stilts like he was doing for like fucking six months. I'm going to walk around on stilts because I want to feel closer to a giant talking tree. That's what I want to do. It's like, how'd you take a shit? Did you take the stilts off? Did you shit through a funnel? Man, (laughs) terrible. Anyway, so two weeks ago I was talking about the MTV Scream series. Uh, based on the films, of course, of the same name, that we're not going to be using the ghost face mask. Of course, uh, people were incredibly frustrated. A lot, a lot of our listeners felt that it was complete bullshit. But 
what they ended up doing was a compromise. And what they're going to do is they're going to create a new ghost face, darker, quote unquote, more evolved and more organic. I understand how organic it is when you are a ghost face. <laughs> There's nothing organic about it unless it's made out of organic fibers that some hipster sold you in Brooklyn. Stop it. The whole point... Mm, the maybe whole, they're trying to say he doesn't need a mask. Oh, my God. It's like the whole point of that entire series. <laughs> Meta- metaphorically speaking, this is MTV trying to be deep. He he does have a mask. Yeah, they're, they're really just going to do Jersey Shore. Oh, my God. Jersey Shore with, 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 all, with killings? Oh, I'd, I'd give anything. I, I have yeah. a feeling that the killer should just wear a mask... That looks like Chloe Kardashian as he kills everyone. Just a Chloe Kardashian face mask. What did the killer look like? I don't know. It was big and it had long hair and it sounded like a monster and it stabbed my friend. <laughs> I'd watch that shit. Fucking god awful. But you know what? It's it's not as bad as Dumb and Dumber 2 basically being the same film. And taking the number one slot this past weekend, earning $38.1 million. Eclipsing Big Hero 6 and knocking it to number two, which earned $36 million. Followed by Interstellar, Beyond the Lights was number four. Gone Girl was number five. St. Vincent was number six. Fury was number seven. Nightcrawler came in at number eight. Ouija was number nine. And Birdman was number ten. But we all know that the box office will be... Pretty much ripped to shreds this weekend as the Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 hits theaters. Uh, Royal Flush Magazine's Danny got to check it out. Danny, uh, a brief a, a brief review. What did you think? Um, so I want to preface this by saying that I've read the books and it's it's suffering from the same syndrome as Harry Potter, where it, it had a series of books, and those books could definitely have been a movie. There was no need to break up this movie into two parts. There you go. I, like, go it's, if anyone has read the book or could sort of understand that the last movie ended where Katniss... Uh, shot an arrow and it, it got dark and they got escaped and PETA is now at the Capitol. So this movie is just leading up to the ultimate war that everybody knows is going to happen. So all of that waiting for action to happen is not going to happen in this movie. And when it does, it's like the last 15 minutes. You, you know what I got to say? If um, I've I've seen I've seen the films with my wife. She too read the books, and I don't hate them. But I will say this: if if somebody said who has a punchable face, it would be the guy that plays Peta. He is a doofy, oh, fat-headed, bread-making bitch. No. And- yeah, that that's pretty much it, and that's how he is in the books. That's how he's portrayed, and the entire storyline is Katniss 
you got to think of it like this. It's a kid being thrown into this murderous game, and she's really never gets an opportunity to make choices for her own. Yep. So the Mockingjay sort of continues that between her and her and Gail, so her, Gail, and Peta, that love triangle that's building. And you, you kind of don't know where she stands, and Peta is still it's still going to be annoying to you. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> there you go. It, 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 you know what it is? It's like I watched oh, it. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, you were oh, saying? it's because if, if you read the books, Peter's being used as a as a pawn, so that annoying factor that you felt, you're gonna feel it again. Yeah, I watched it and I'm like, all right, let's create a list of people I'd like to punch in the face. Number one, Peter. Number two, still Peter. Number three, you guessed it, Peter. Number four, Gale. Why? Because he is Chris Hemsworth's afterbirth. He's not a real Hemsworth brother. Oh, he's just—he's the left. He's what's left over. It's like, oh look, you're a real little boy. Thank you, thank you very much. Like I, like I feel bad. It's like you, you know they um they said Chris Hemsworth was voted I don't know whatever sexiest man alive whatever the fuck that means, and uh, you know the first thing was like oh yeah. you know how does how does your brother feel about it oh you know he's all right you know and it's just like no he's not. That you walked into your living room and you said Norse God of Thunder, bitch. You are brothers. You mean to tell me that you're not gonna break your brother's balls? Ha ha! They thought I'm the sexiest man in the world, and you're just fucking Katniss's bitch. Ha ha! I just see it happening. I just see Chris Hemsworth well, in an Australian accent clowning his brother. Yeah. Well, they do get to see like um. A tougher side to, to Gail in this movie. So, oh, okay, good. There's some eye candy for the ladies. I mean, uh, it's, it's it was just frustrating because it just didn't need to be made. It could have been one movie. It's two hours long. Oh my and god! It could have been tacked on to the to Catching Fire. It like it could have been condensed, tacked on to Catching Fire. Part of it shown in Mockingjay, and then get to the ending like now i have to wait till part two is released even though i know what's going to happen and yeah you want to see it play out like yeah i want it to play out so that's why i'm telling people you know what if you've read the books and you adore the books you should just watch it in one sitting like you should not um what's the word you shouldn't wait like they need to stop cutting up trilogies and cutting up series just to make a book or just because schedules don't work out. Yep. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this, I'm Danny. stuck on the damn title. <laughs> hmm? Oh, I'm Mockingjay? I'm title because every time I see Mockingjay, I'm thinking, I'm just going to hear out of nowhere, so Kanye, bring in the beat. <laughs> 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 You know, you know what the thing is. Um, I really didn't think I was gonna like the movies, but it had uh, just enough violence to keep my attention. And um, I'll be honest, the 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 splitting that film into two was a blatant cash grab. So your frustration is one hundred percent warranted. There's no necessity for that. It's like, yo, cut yeah, the fucking cord. Yeah, but I don't cord. know if it's a cat. 
I don't know if it's a cash grab. It's more like I think their schedules are conflicting because you have Jennifer Lawrence playing X-Men and there's more movies slated and she's probably scheduled for a bunch of other movies too. So it's hard to get everybody together to film a movie, especially a movie that's like set in the dystopian future and all of these probably expensive elaborate sets that need to be done and because there's a war, there's like explosions and stuff. Like, I think that's why they did part one, but they should have just been smarter about doing the last movie. Yeah, I just... Having not seen any of the movies that I have to still disagree because the final Hobbit movie is one movie. Mm -hmm. If that shit is one movie... Yeah, but you know what that is, dude? That's because the first Hobbit movie was fucking two and a half hours of those motherfuckers walking. That's what that shit was. That's Hobbit movie is them walking. No, no, no. Bullshit. That first movie, it's, hello, I'm Bilbo Baggins. We're going to walk here, and we're going to march over here, and we're going to run from orcs here, but we're still going to keep walking. Oh, no, the Goblin King. We're going to keep running. Oh, come on. Out of here. You're going to give me fucking... Every uh, Lord of the Rings movie is a bunch of walking, and then they run into some giant fucking monster, or giant spider, or giant dragon, and then they run instead of walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what it is? Walking. To, to, take, to take what you said with regards to, to what Danny was saying about that film, if you could take the fucking Hobbit and make motherfuckers sit through that shit... For four fucking hours, you can sit through some people fucking shooting each other with arrows and Jennifer Lawrence wearing tight-hugging spandex. You can do that shit. Suck it up. If Danny's saying that the bulk of the movie is the fucking boring part of the book and you're still paying nineteen fifty for that shit, you should be kicked right in the nuts. Especially if you read it. Yeah, it's just seeing all the districts start to see, oh, okay, we we should rebel. Oh, look, President Snow's an asshole. (laughs) You're 100% right. No shit. (laughs) President Snow is fucking awesome. Donald Sutherland is a complete douchebag, and I'd love for him to be my pops and to just give people grapes when they upset him. Here, eat these poisoned grapes. I will say this, yeah, though. But I do want to say, it's kind of sad to see Philip um, Seymour Hoffman, because he, um, he plays one of the important characters. And to see him, and this is one of his final films, and to wonder how they're going to do part two without him, ugh, it's, it's depressing. It's called CGI and a chubby white dude. <laughs> That's it. But he, he was so... Good. Though. Oh yeah, like, he, he was awesome. Scenes with him in, in them were great. He was an amazing actor, but you know what? Can't can't beat the drugs. Couldn't beat that. But um, I wanna I wanna switch gears a little bit because we were talking about the Hobbit, and it looks like the final Hobbit film is gonna become trailer central. Uh, they're saying that Star Wars: The Force Awakens trailer may be attached to the Hobbit Five Armies. In addition to that, there is a strong rumor that the Batman Superman trailer may be attached to that film as well. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have no problem sitting through four hours of dwarves and elves and orcs killing each other. But the 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 premise of possibly the two biggest films 
on the horizon is something that not too many people are going to want to pass up. It's sad that people run to the movies to see a fucking trailer. They do. Yes, I agree. I I run to the movies to see a fucking movie. I agree. But I will say this. I don't care about trailers. I really don't. Trailers don't bother me, but what, what gets me is that by the time you go to, to see that trailer and you're excited about seeing it on the big screen to experience it the way it's meant to be experienced, you've already watched it on YouTube. Don't even lie to yourself. Yep. Like when I saw Age of Ultron in the IMAX screen and I was just like, wow. You know, I still felt amazement, but it wasn't first time amazement. It's like, wow, this is a big ass screen. That's it. <laughs> but, you know, for those of you that are looking forward to either one of those films, you may, and you are a fan of Lord of the Rings, then you're going to get a, a trifecta of awesomeness. I mean, everybody's saying that the Star Wars Force Awakens has um, an incredible cast and an incredible story, and it's going to be amazing, but you know you're going to get a trailer that's as bare bones as possible. It's going to be like Darth Vader heavy breathing some lightsabers flying around, and maybe just Jar Jar Binks sticking his head out and going, Hello, Force Awakens 2016. And then everybody's just going to walk out of the theater in disgust. That's yeah, what's going to happen. That's like buying Crackdown for the fucking Halo bit. Yep, it's true. I did, I did want to <laughs> address what Danny was saying about the upcoming X-Men film because um, obviously... Jennifer Lawrence's mystique character is going to have a more prominent role, and they're also going to um, expand on her relationship with Magneto, but also that film is going to bring in young Scott Summers and young Jean Grey, because obviously, you know, nobody cares about um, Famke Jansen because she's like 50, and um, James Marsden is too busy doing romantic films with Katherine Heigl, so... Let's go, let's go and cast some young people, shall we? So you're probably asking yourselves, all right, young Cyclops, young Jean Grey, who's going to play them? Well, according to the rap, the candidates in the running for young Jean Grey are Chloe Moretz, uh, Ellie Fanning, and Haley Stanfield. Now, on the Cyclops side, they got Ben Hardy, who was in EastEnders, Charlie Rowe, who was in the Red Band Society, and, and Timothy Chalamet, who was an interstellar, up for the role of Cyclops. I will say this, I'm almost guaranteeing that Chloe Grace Moretz will probably take that role because she's young and she has a pretty good acting pedigree and she's had experience in superhero films. Um, what do you guys think of the casting? I'll take it to, to Danny first. Can I say pass? Because I really don't care. There you go. No problem, Slick. I like, I like that answer. I like, I like I, Danny's I honesty. I don't care either, but I mean, I like, I like Chloe Grace Moretz. I honestly think that she, her personality might be a little bit too badass for Jean Grey. And I'm not saying Jean Grey's not badass, because she is, but her personality is just... You know, I feel like she was more timid when she was younger, right? Right. She absolutely was. 
I mean, you know what it is? I, I think she could do it because of, of her experience in the superhero genre, and she's young enough that if they sign her for four or five films, she can grow into the role. But I do feel that they're, that once they wrap up X-Men Apocalypse, they should just leave it alone and let Hugh Jackman finish uh, the third Wolverine, and that's it. Because how many more stories are you going to tell where you're just going to have to keep recasting all these roles to tell the stories of the young X-Men? You know what I mean? Like, Apocalypse is a pretty big deal. But once you get past Apocalypse, what else can you do that's going to be huge? I mean, you could do Onslaught or stories like that, but that's going to involve the entire Marvel Universe and all this shit. It's just not going to work the same. So, me personally, as much as I like First Class and um, Days of Future Past, I do feel that they should wrap things up with X-Men Apocalypse and leave it at that. Mm Mm-hmm. When does Hollywood ever do the right thing? When they decide to do a Highlander remake and cast Tom Cruise in the role made famous by Sean Connery? You mean like that? Because that oh shit is God. happening. Or or maybe, maybe it's the fact that we're going to get Zoolander 2 and Owen Wilson and Will Ferrell are coming back. No and, way. Yeah. And Penelope Cruz is joining the cast. Yes, Zoolander 2 is happening. Oh my god, I'm so in. <laughs> oh my. Magnum. I just want to look but, at the camera. Are you kidding me, Blue Steel? That's it. I just, want, I just want to do the Magnum pose while staring at the camera to close out the show this week. But um, I'm not going to do that. Rich, Rich feels like taking crazy too. No, 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 not happening. Not happening. But yes, we are getting... Not only are we getting a Highlander remake that originally was supposed to have Ryan Reynolds attached, and it's not, it, he's not involved with it anymore because even he realized that it's going to suck. Um, the, only thing, um, the only thing I do have to say is that Tom Cruise as the... Um, oh, which call dropped out? Oh, of course it was the show audio, because why wouldn't it be? Guys, hold on a second. Clearly, clearly the show hates me today, so we're going to have to try and wrap things up. Bear with me a moment. Blog Talk Radio truly hates me. Truly hates me. But um, as I, as I was saying before, I, I was so uh, abruptly interrupted. I, you know, Hollywood cranking out these, these obscure films and these obscure remakes and sequels Shouldn't be a shock to anybody, especially when a film like Dumb and Dumber, which is old, which is a series that's old as fuck, had a sequel come out and took number one at the box office. So, yes, a Zoolander 2 is happening and a Highlander remake is happening with Tom Cruise allegedly attached. Now, on the Marvel side of things, we got casting being put together for the Jessica Jones and Luke Cage series that's going to be on Netflix joining Daredevil as well. And they've got a couple of different actresses in line to play Jessica Jones. None of them sound remotely appealing only because uh, Jessica Jones is a badass chick. And when I hear the name Kristen Ritter, I don't think badass chick. I definitely don't think Teresa Palmer is a badass chick. Maybe Alexandra Daddario because she was in True Detective. She's, she's, you know, she's had uh, some good credibility with some of the acting that she's done. But... um. Netflix Marvel series, as in my opinion, are going to be 
just things that are going to get more superheroes out there. I don't hate them. I don't hate the concept at all. I think they may even be better than fucking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is basically a three-hour commercial for the Avengers every week. That's just how I see it. I mean, I don't hate it, but it's definitely not endearing in the least. I'm tired of these freaking console series and Netflix series and all this shit. I don't mind Netflix series. You know all that says to me is we weren't even good enough to get on TV. You know what it is? I I, know. It just means that... Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead, Danny. Oh, it just means that it's, it's new ways for people to get their content out there because it's so hard to get on TV. I'll be, I'll be yeah, honest. and for series like, with the no-name series like that one with the, 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 gamer, the gamer high school, yeah, I'm all for that. But when it's shit that's like a Marvel series and you can't even get a slot on TV, that, that, that should tell you something. Yeah, you know what it is? And, and without digging too deep, I, I, I have to disagree and I'll tell you why. Um, when you're stuck and you're pigeonholed, in television, in the television rule set, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's you're stuck in the mm-hmm. confines of not being able to take certain liberties. Not only that, but you're not able to depict certain aspects of the Marvel Universe that you'd want to address. A series like Daredevil, if you guys have read Daredevil comic books, you know Daredevil's not exactly the most upstanding comic book. There's a lot of crime, there's a lot of grit, there's a lot of grime. Um, it's, it's, you know, the, the underbelly of New York city. And I think that relegating it to Netflix is going to be beneficial because you'll not only be able to enjoy a series in its entirety, but you'll be able to go a little darker, a little violent, maybe a little nudity in there without having to worry about, Oh, this is a superhero show. Why is it so dark? Why is it so gloomy? And in that respect, I mean, Netflix has had a pretty solid track record. I mean, orange in the new black is the new black is an amazing series. Um, and I think that that medium is going to allow companies to be more creative because I'm sorry, there's a lot of shows that are on TV that they get, um, uh, they don't get a fair shake if they're not, you know, trending at, at really, really high ratings, they get canceled before they even hit their potential. And some of them have found renewed life on Amazon and on um netflix so in that respect if it allows us to see characters that we've never seen before the right way i'll take it because i'm sorry i'll take daredevil on netflix than agents of shield where they mention captain america or tony stark or thor every other week and they fight absolutely nobody oh look lady sif was here we're gonna have to pay her the entire effects budget for this week oh guess we're not gonna show any scenes where we're flying in the plane that's what it is. No, they've gone back and they've shown the plane. The plane's back. Yeah, they've reused the same f- scene of the plane for fucking three weeks now. Oh, Sam Jackson's going to be on? Oh, one of you guys is not getting lunch for a month. <laughs> that's that's how it goes. Dungeon with you. Uh, you know, that's where that's where shows like Arrow and The Flash are, are, are really, really good because... They're, they're trying to do unique interpretations of these heroes because nobody gave a shit about Green Arrow five years ago or the fucking Flash. Hell, John Wesley Ship when he did that show with the Flash, Slick, what did it last? Maybe a year? I think it had two seasons. Maybe two, well, two seasons still. Two seasons, and it wasn't terrible. 
It was pretty solid, but nobody was into that shit. And then, you know, DC and their infinite logic, oh, yeah, we're going to do a movie about The Flash, but it's going to be a completely different actor because, you know, fuck the TV show that's getting you the highest ratings you've ever had. Oh, look, the Justice League without Green Arrow. Yeah, fuck that guy, too. <laughs> that's what it is. But um, I want to close out with two things. One, one bit of news makes me incredibly happy, and that is that Christoph Waltz is joining the cast of the next Bond film as the bad guy. Number one, because Christoph Waltz is, a, is an awesome actor. Number two, his villains are fantastic. Nothing beats his work in Inglorious Bastards and also his uh, chemistry on screen with Jamie Foxx and Django. He is a tremendous, he, tremendous actor. Let's not even talk about his work in the in the Green Hornet because nobody gives a shit about that movie. And Seth Rogen should forever be guilty of putting that steaming pile of shit on screen. Horrifying. Well, why are you mad, Rich? Oh, I'm mad because the Green Hornet was on my screen, and Seth Rogen tried to fit his chubby body in a in, in a Green Hornet uniform and pretend that he was a hero. Stick to stoner comedies and movies where you're in a car with Bette Midler. Stick to that shit. But you watched it. I didn't. I watched that shit on cable. I I watched that shit on cable (laughs) like a jerk off at 2 a.m. I'm fully responsible for my actions. (laughs) Fully responsible. I take take full responsibility for, for, for wasting 90 minutes of my life. But it's not as bad as the idea that Hollywood is planning on doing a sequel to The Running Man and Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to come back as Ben Richards. Listen, for future reference, <laughs> if you're up at 2 in the morning, don't watch fucking Green Hornet. Watch that, that shitty female Spider-Man movie. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, let's not have that, please. Let's what not go that route. <laughs> Danny, you don't even want to know. You don't even want to know, but no. That's not what we're watching. This is a family show. You tell me <laughs> later, but... Damn it! I, we've been found out. A woman, a, Danny, a woman wrote into the, to the show one time complaining about the, the harsh language. Rich basically politely told him to go fuck herself. I did. <laughs> I take full responsibility for that too. But, but, but seriously. Yeah, but he also does this. Five minute long disclaimer saying, um, yeah, there's some mature content in here, so fuck yeah, off. pretty much. But um, yeah, the the whole concept of doing a Running Man movie. First of all, Arnold Schwarzenegger is pretty much a mummy. His body is held together <laughs> with duct tape, Elmer's glue, and some really good droids. And the fact that he wants to do the Running Man and he's gonna do another Conan plus he's doing another Terminator means that. Arnold Schwarzenegger is really immortal. He is a vampire. It's impossible. He's a vampire. Freaking, it's like, it's not working, dude. It's like, it's like he looks almost like The Walking Dead right now. I'm a cop, you idiot. I'm a cop. About two months into the, about two months into the, you know, the the decomposition. (laughs) But seriously, it's like, Running Man, no need for that. The Running Man was a guilty pleasure. It was terrible. But it was Arnold Schwarzenegger fighting a guy that was dressed in a light, bright costume that sang in an opera voice. That's what that was. But he can't even do the running man anymore. He'd be like the Segway guy. He the Segway guy. He'd he he he'd be he'd be the uh, the slow pace man 
I, dude, I have I have no words for you, but they are entertaining that as a sequel. He is going to do The Legend of Conan, where he's probably going to just ride a horse for two hours. And, um, yeah, Terminator Genesis, because, you know, we need we need more John Connor. Come with me if you want to live. Yeah, but it looks like he finished it. Uh, it says post-production yep. on IMDb. Yep, Terminator's done. done. I'm a cop. Get in the car. Get in the chopper. Do it. And... and- He's doing another movie called Triplets, oh, which my. is like a sequel to Twins. Yes, and I and I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, there is a sequel to Twins. I, it, it, you know, what's terrible. I almost was about to say, is Danny DeVito even alive? But he is. So let me not. Yeah, he. I was wondering he, myself. He three actors in the cast: it's Arnold, Eddie Murphy, and Danny DeVito. I'm like, yo, wasn't wasn't he killed in American Horror Story Freak Show last week? And then I was like, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, l- listen to that cast. It's Eddie Murphy playing Eddie Murphy because that's how they're gonna promote that movie. Eddie Murphy. It's Eddie Murphy inside Eddie Murphy. What the hell movie was that where he was inside himself like a robot? But, let's not go there. <laughs> but anyway. But anyway, that that bit of uh, what the fuck movie news is uh, just enough to wrap things up in a neat little bow. Um, once again, uh, you can follow Slick on Twitter at MTR Slick and interact with him on our Facebook fan page. Danny, hit them with your info one more time. So it's Royal Flush Magazine, royalflushmagazine.com, at RFMag on Twitter. Um, personally, you can follow me at Royal Flesh Gal on Twitter and Instagram. And our Facebook is facebook.com slash Royal Flesh Magazine. There you have it. Um, on behalf of myself, Slick, Danny, and the rest of the MTR crew, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Slick and Danny, thank you for helping me have a badass show. Now I have to go and edit all the fuck-ups that happened throughout the evening, but um, it was definitely a blast. Thanks for having me. No doubt. I will see you around. Slick, I will catch you later. All right, man. Talk to you later. Peace. Peace. All right, guys. There you have it. So you got all of Danny's info, so let me give you mine to wrap things up. You've just heard My Take Radio, episode 256, uh, broadcasting live on Thursday, November 20th, 2014. Um, You can get archived episodes of the show via iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode of My Take Radio, have any feedback, questions, or concerns, you can email me at mtrhost at mytakeradio.com. You can also find My Take Radio on Twitter, at My Take Radio. Add us to your circles on Google+. Become a fan on Facebook. And, of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash TV. As always, if you want the best My Take Radio experience, pick up the official My Take Radio app for $1.99, available for iOS, Android, and Windows mobile devices. For iOS, of course, you're heading to iTunes. For Android, you are heading to the Amazon Marketplace. And for Windows, you are heading to the Windows Store. All right, guys, My Take Radio airs live next week, Wednesday, November 26th at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Until then, on behalf of the MTR family, I will see you guys later. Peace.